Hello again, everybody. Another week, another division preview, and one a little close to my heart. Uh, this week, we're doing the AFC North as I rock my Jerome Bettis jersey. Um, and so I have a ton of things to say. Newman, Derek, you ready to listen to me talk about the AFC North for the next 30 to 40 minutes? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always up to listen to you talk about your favorite team, the third best team in the AFC North. <laughs> oh, nice. Let the jab start early. Um, <laughs> all right. So, I again, I think this is a three-horse race. Maybe you guys don't. So how about we knock out uh, the team that I think we all don't think is going to uh, have any chance of winning this division, the Cincinnati Bengals. Any objection to that? Nope. That's fine with no. me. I, it's it's definitely the best place to start. You know, like you said, just go ahead and let's trim the fat off this uh, this this race here. Um, the Bengals are interesting to me because I think at its potential, at the ceiling and, and kind of a, you know longevity in a full career, they probably have the best quarterback prospect in, in in the entire division. But he can't trust his legs right now. So the only chance I think they had of, of like sneaking up into surprising teams and and being competitive. Uh, was you know some really good plays pre-injury play from Burrow and and Burrow is really frustrated by not being able to really trust that surgically repaired knee. So I, I think they're dead in the water to be honest. Uh, the, the wild thing here is again, I mean, again, you got to talk about his Ricky Bobby scared to play quarterback issue right now, but it's wild that he is the worst quarterback in the division. I think that doesn't speak anything to Joe Burrow. I think that speaks to like the quarterback play in the AFC North. Um, well, what do you guys kind of think about that point with Joe Burrow being the worst quarterback in this division? I don't think he is. Who's better? Right. I now. mean, a, a healthy Joe Burrow from what I saw before his injury, I like him to win the game, to win the, the win games in the pocket. I think he's better than any of them. I think Lamar is still very gadgety and, and depends on running the football in the immediate future. He's an offensive weapon that, that surpasses any, barriers he may have um in the regular season postseason he hasn't shown a ton um but i just don't like his longevity i think you know that that play style they always get hurt they always have injuries they always have issues i mean even you know you have a guy like alex smith got banged up from being a little too mobile and and, i mean then he gets you know his leg put in a meat grinder but i I just i think joe burrow has the highest ceiling i think ben's on the, the the very 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 tail end of his career um, if he has to replicate what he did last year, he's not going to make it to the season. His arm's going to fucking fall off. And I don't trust ba- Baker Mayfield in any capacity. I think Burrow has the most upside. Um, that's definitely for like, a, I think it's pretty a given. Um, like you said, Lamar, you know, we've never seen an old running quarterback is the old adage. I think that applies here, especially you, you like to question personally, his arm, um, and his ability to throw the ball outside. He does have a strong arm. He can throw the ball down the field. He's got a uh, cannon. Accuracy, I, his accuracy. Accuracy is the question. Um, yes. Whereas Burrow is extremely accurate, especially down the field. Um, I, I can't believe that, what I'm hearing. This this is insane. Okay, we're start week one of the 2021 season. You're telling me you'd rather have uh, Joe Burrow than the other three. We're not talking not upside. We're, we're talking to win, to win week one. No, I don't, I don't no. like him to yeah. win week one. I, I think he still literally has to get his legs under him. Like literally and metaphorically has to get his legs under him still. Yeah. Um, but if you talk about if I'm the owner of a franchise in the AFC North and I have to pick a quarterback from that division, I'm picking Burrow 10 out of 10 times. 
Yeah, that's that's that's, that's wild to me. Um, just with that, how scary that injury, where he's at. I think you got to take him over Ben. I think you probably take him over Baker. Um, but I don't think you take you can't. Lamar was an MVP. I hate Lamar. I don't. I, I I've been wildly out about that. Um, but I just can't believe you guys still all over Joe Burrow. Um, so I think I think here's here's something else that dings Lamar a little bit, and um, the whole not being vaccinated, the potential to miss games for contact tracing and stuff that affects my view of him as a leader. Uh, and it also affects my view as of him as if I'm counting on him for this year, because I don't know if I can. Um, so I think that dings him a little bit. Plus we still have the question marks about his arm. He did get, you know, suffer that nasty concussion. And we've seen people take away what Lamar does, right? Um, we haven't really seen that out of Burrow yet. I don't think that there's, he, he's still on a, on, very much so on an upward trajectory. Second year guys often take off, which is when Lamar did. Um, so I think that there's still there's still some upside in Lamar, but it's not as much. And just replicating what he did in his MVP season seems difficult for me to, to really see happening. So we're, um, we're going to rip the Steelers offensive line, but you guys are all in on Joe Burrow and the Bengals have a worse offensive that's, line. That's not what we're saying. We're, we're still all. not all in on Joe Burrow. Question. You said, yeah. yeah, isolate quarterback in a vacuum. Who's the best quarterback or has the most upside as a quarterback in that division? And, and I, I think it's unequivocally Joe Burrow. I don't even think there's yeah. a, there's a conversation around what quarterback has the most upside. Ben is going to be retired next year. So obviously it's not fucking him. Let's set the stage here. So the (laughs) AFC North is playing the AFC West and the NFC North uh, for their, their, their schedules this year, which I mean, that's the two toughest probably divisions in, in football outside of their own. Um, That's kind of rough. So that doesn't bode well for the Bengals. Um, Last year they went four and 11. Uh, The Vegas line I saw on them was like six and a half. Did you pull a different number? Nope, six and a half is the number, and that is way under. I, I got their schedule pulled up now. I don't see how they get the five wins. Like I have them at four again. I have them at two. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think as tough. a team they're they're terrible, and and yeah. the, the, the division's tough. They made the wrong pick in the first round. Like there's a there's a lot of issues I have with the Bengals. I mean, they should have took uh, Slater every day, all day. Like, yeah, or Slater or P- Sewell, you know or I mean? Sewell, yeah. yeah. Yeah, either either, either one. one. I, I think for right. their unique position and their need and like the, the versatility of Slater was probably better for them. But Chase was the wrong pick, and yeah, I think I Jamar mean, Chase. I think he's gonna be an amazing pro. I think he's gonna be really good. He was just the wrong pick for the Not Cincinnati Bengals. Not a chance I would have done it. You could have gotten another another wide receiver in the second round, um, and and been just fine. Uh, I, if I, I mean, think- if if Slater is sitting there uh, defending the, that you know that left tackle spot, do you think Burrow feels a little bit better about his knee? Even a little Should. bit, even five percent better. Yeah, definitely. And then, and then again, uh, we got to talk about the coaching. I mean, Zach Taylor's a bad coach, right? Like, there's a good chance the Cincinnati Bengals have a new coach going into next year. I don't think he's good. There's nothing that's indicated that he's a good coach to me personally. But I, I don't I feel don't comfortable saying he, he's bad he, because yeah, he hasn't had the opportunity exactly. to be good. Yeah, I mean the roster has not been good. I don't, I don't know how much. Oh, just got fired for. But that. like, if I, if I'm like trusting my gut just on the available information to me, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's a good coach. Yeah. So they I mean, have no good offensive line. A quarterback coming off injury for two wins. Eh. They're a bad team. I mean, they're, 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 they're offensive not, line. 
your offensive line isn't as awful as you're making it out to be. They do get um, their starting left tackle this year. It was a first round draft pick out of Alabama. Um, he had to sit out his first year because he had a shoulder injury. So he should finally be to the point where he is healthy this year. And he was really highly rated in Jonah Williams. Um, they add Jackson Carmen in the second round uh, out of Clemson. He's a guy who's probably going to play some guard for them. He's, you know, he's got some upside, but this is a very young offensive line. So they're questionable for sure um, for this year. But this is a team that can absolutely get better going forward. Will Zach Taylor be the coach of that team moving forward? I don't know. Um, But you know what I can tell you is I like their wide receivers in fantasy, and I like them a lot because I think this defense is still pretty questionable. They're going to be chasing points. Um, Joe Burrow is listed as quarterback 13 uh, on fantasy pros. Do you think that that is too high or too low for him? I think that's good. I think it's right about where he should be. Um, I think if he's healthy from a fantasy perspective, he's a top eight quarterback. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. They're going to be trailing a lot, but I don't think he, again, I don't think he's healthy. So I, I think 13 is probably a good number. Okay. Um, I think, I think it's too high. I, yeah. I, 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 Personally, I think it's a little too high too. Um, just because, uh, I have question marks about him and his his ability to stay comf- to stay clean in that pocket with that offensive line, and then I, I don't know if he's going to be a little skittish out out front. Um, but yeah, in I, terms I of a will. volume play, it is definitely if you are in a league where it's it's good to have two quarterbacks, whether that be you're actually starting a second one or you know you just want to keep a high upside guy on the bench. I think he's really good for that. Uh, I wouldn't really feel comfortable trusting him as my starter. Do you um, take the known, somewhat known quantity of Tyler Boyd or the upside, explosive, attract, you know, kind of glitzy glam of, of Jamar Chase? So Boyd is actually going the lowest out of the three of them. I will happily take that production at wide receiver 32. Dude, if I can get that, as much yeah. as I expect them to throw the ball, I, I think that's a steal. Um I do like Chase. I mean, T. Higgins is, is is definitely the I like top. Them both. Like, there's no the, way around the, that. This yeah. reminds me so much of uh, the Cowboys roster last year, where you had Lamb, Gallup, and um, Amari Cooper. Um, I think again, I think one of these guys is going to turn out to be Ceedee Lamb and going to have an amazing season. I think one of these guys is going to turn out to be Michael Gallup and have a disappointing season. I think that's really tough. So I know I'm going to be avoiding that question and avoiding all three, but I mean, I think one of these guys is going to emerge and one of these guys is going to get, um, you know, be overvalued and overdrafted. I think Gallup would have finished much better if Dak stays healthy all year. I think the Dak injury killed his value more than anyone else's. I I think Um, anytime the uh, bona fide number one receiver gets hurt, it's going to hurt your third receiver because the backup usually has a harder time getting through his progressions. And he's yeah. not going to get to Gallup a lot. I, I agree 100. I think I think a so. Is Boyd tag, number three in 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 my kind of weird no, I mean, analogy thing here? I think I mean at the NFL nowadays, you you have three wide receivers on the field. What like 85 percent of the snaps? So yeah, you got three three starters right there. Boyd's the slot guy. Chase and Higgins on the outside. Um, I mean, you you may rotate them through and and put them in different spots, move them around the field to create different matchups. But at the end of the day, I think all three of these wide receivers are definitely worth owning in fantasy. Um, but there's another question. So back to my question. Mixon? Which one? Which one do you want? I'm taking Which Tyler Boyd because he's the one I don't think is being going to be overvalued. Okay. I, I, I agree. I like Boyd the best out of them. Um, 
because I, I no, think I think Chase is the, Chase is the best one, but I think both Chase and Higgins I are like, overdrafted. I like Boyd the best out of them because I can get him with the best value, right? Okay. So yeah. I'm drafting drafting based on value. Yeah. Um, We're all saying I don't same have thing, an man. issue. I don't have an issue yep. with taking Chase or Higgins though. Um, I think that they both should be starters uh, in a three wide receiver league. You're probably going to start them every week. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love all three, but I think you guys are exactly right. I think where you'll have to take Higgins to get him probably isn't worth it. Chase probably a little overhyped, just being you know an early drafted rookie. Um, I, th- I think Boyd is is getting a little slept on. The thing about Chase that I like the most is um, him and Joe Burrow often connected in the end zone, um, and that is an area where you know because touchdowns matter in fantasy. Um, so if he's able to find similar success to that. I think that that's where his real upside lies. Um, but I mean, will Joe Burrow have a long enough to throw? Cause he, he has a great deep ball. Chase and Higgins are both deep ball guys, but again, back to the offensive line. Sorry, I'm a broken record. I don't think he's going to have time to do those kind of deep balls. You can move him in the pocket and do other things to create those, those opportunities when you're looking for more deep balls though. So I, I'm not worried about it. Got I it. think by the end of I think by the end of the season he he's going to be more mobile. Uh, early on in the season it might it might be a little bit of a struggle for him, but um, I mean, and and just for the record, we all did take the under on six and a half wins. Ooh, yeah, this nice. this isn't a good team. Big <laughs> six and a half um, is it's honestly the easiest bet we've kind of made through this. Yeah. And even even you look at defense, like I like a gun uh, Ogunjabi. I like him a lot. I like obviously Jesse Bates is a second team All Pro. Yeah, Jesse Bates um, is stud. He's an absolute stud. But outside of like those two guys, I don't really like much else there. The defense is a lot of building blocks. They're very young. Um, We'll see. We'll see what what comes of it. But this is a team that is definitely playing for the future. Um, And just for a note, their their extra game is the 49ers, uh, which is great for San Francisco. And so, I mean, based on Warren Sharp, uh, he he said that the Bengals have the eighth hardest, and and as as we told you last week, the 49ers have the easiest schedule. Uh, the Bengals being on there is probably a big shifter in that. For sure. So I wish Drew was on here because this is probably the player, not probably not the number one player, but definitely a player him and I disagree on. Um, so I want to see your guys' opinion on Joe Mixon um, because in my opinion, the guy has had one good season. Um, you know, his injury concerns are a little bit overplayed, but I think this guy gets overdrafted every single year. He's, he's a, he's a mid to late first round guy. In my opinion, he should be a mid second round guy. Um, I I stay far away from Mixon. I'm going to use the same saying that I use all the time. You don't have to be the prettiest girl in the bar. If you're the only girl in the bar. Yeah. Uh, he's I mean, it. Like, there's no. Fu- yeah. He has no competition. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He's going to be the bell cow. Like, what else do you want? He, there's a lot of upside for Joe Mixon. Personally, I, I try to take another pl- another player in that range. Um, I understand that there are there is some upside there, but there's also some downside. This is a guy who has had some lingering injuries. Sometimes the worst part is he'll get injured. Like he'll start the game and then he'll get injured during the game. Now you've got a guy who's in your lineup and he's putting up a zero. That's not helpful, right? He has some a loss. Ham- like when you, when you have some that, I mean, issues, he has some knee stuff. So he's had leg injuries, which is also question tr- troublesome for me. And then if we don't think that offensive lines can be good, how much production are you really going to get out of that running back? Plus we said they're going to be playing from behind. Um, yes, that will help for his passing game volume, but they're going to be trying to push the ball down the field more. So I think, I don't know that I really see him taking is he a big a, he, leap 
in terms of pass catching this year. In terms most of league, most leagues are 10 to 12. We play in a 14 team, but most leagues are 10 or 12. Is he a first round running back? Would you take Joe Mixon in the first round regular PPR format? I, I'm not going to take him in the first round because I like some other guys that are going later uh, in that value range. It's fair to take him. You could take him at yeah. the back end of a 10 or a 12 team league. Absolutely. Derek, what about you? Because I am obviously not taking him in the first round um, in a 10 to 12 team format. In, in a 12 team format, no. I think I think you get him right in the backs of that turn coming back early round two. 15? Um, I can but, see him at 15. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it, if I'm picking 15, he doesn't get past me. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, And definitely, I mean, this is one of those guys that I will talk shit about nonstop from this point on until the draft and just hope that I sowed enough distrust. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like if if you guys hear me talking a lot about how much I hate a player, know that I'm going to draft him at some point. Well, I don't play in any leagues with you, so that doesn't really affect me. And that includes um, Lamar. If if, yeah. if the situation's right, Lamar's a fancy god. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Um. So I, who do you guys want to talk next? And anything more on the Bengals? Because uh, I don't think we need to spend any more time on a two-win team. No, no I think that's more than enough time. Actually. Um. I think, I, I think let's let's go. Go to the third best team in the division. The yeah. So we'll talk. We'll talk let's to Steelers talk. here. Fuck you guys. Um, we'll tell here. me. Tell me why they're the third team. I think I think they're second. I, yeah, I I'll tell you why. Second. I'll tell I'll tell you exactly why. Uh, Chuck Wama, Okafor, Kevin Dotson, JC Hasenauer, Trey Turner, not the Trey Turner you want, the one that plays second base for the Dodgers, uh, but the other one, and Zach Banner. Like those five reasons are my biggest issues with the Steelers. Uh, even like you look at the defense, something you know, obviously they're known for their their linebacking depth, but they have Cassius Marsh as their second left outside linebacker like they're they're thin at, at a position they're historically known for their starters are getting, good though their starters, starters are amazing on the front seven starters, front are, seven starters are really good i think there's a great. question mark at corner though i question think you can reasonably have some joe hayden's old corner, joe, right? joe hayden's old uh cameron sutton's definitely a big question mark for me he's uh, undersized he's he's definitely he's definitely good but he's just he's a tad undersized for where the wide receivers um in that division and sure. I, I like the, and i like their safeties um, but I, th- I think I just look at this team and, and I'm thinking if TJ Watt misses any time, where's the pass rush come from? Yeah, that, that's, a I mean, question, yeah, yeah, Melvin Ingram, um, Alex Highsmith has been fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they've led the league in sacks for four straight seasons. They're going to lead the league in sacks again. Um, but so we, I, we saw when, 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 so when Bud Dupree went down, what happened to their pass rush? Yeah. Like they're a team that, that really survives on overloading you, putting up, to more more guys than you can block is really like they're they're bringing the blitz. It's in your face. They're going to get to the quarterback. I, I think that they are very vulnerable to injury this year, um, and that's that's not a place I think you want to be. Uh, you, then you go over the offense. I think Ben's aging. He's he's, he's had some arm issues, uh, and, and I mean, throwing the ball fifty times a game is not going to help that. I don't and think they ben have a true. Hurt. <laughs> they don't they don't have a true number one receiver. Um, they don't have a tight end who can consistently catch the football there's a lot of question marks on this team yeah yeah so the 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 things that you know you guys mentioned there and and again um the linemen that you mentioned only two of them are actually going to start zach banner and kevin dotson kendrick green um he's he's gets all the one reps so he'll start there um he he was that's my point like that's not a benefit if 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 the 
this is the depth chart that's listed on their official website and yeah. the backups are going to be starting. Like, is that, that he started last year? You didn't mention him. Um, so it, you know, the, it'll go Dotson green, um, and BJ Finney up front. I mean, their left tackles forward. I mean, Chuck's Okafor might be the worst left tackle in the league, um, which isn't good when you got an aging quarterback that can't move. Um, that's, <laughs> that's certainly a concern. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I think they needed to address, um, running back. They addressed it. They needed to address tight end. They addressed it. They needed to draft offensive line. They addressed it. Um, they, they spent they two addressed, of their, they addressed it, but they didn't dress it with high end picks. I mean, just because you grab, grab a guy late, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work out for you. Like for, those first round running back. Again, I, I didn't love Firemuth pick at, at number two, but then they used the third and fourth on offensive line. I think I those wish they would have went. Those guys are more developmental. When you draft, when you're drafting offensive linemen in the third and fourth not round, centers. you're not expecting them to start. Not next centers. Year. Not centers. Eh, even centers. Um, I mean, the the best centers, Nick Mangold, if you think back, is a first round draft pick, right? Um, James Bradbury for the Vikings is a high, high second rounder or first rounder. Mar- Marquise Pouncey. Like, no, I, I get it for sure. Uh, so, so I'm like I'm saying. These guys are not guys that you should be counting on to start, especially early in the season. Maybe later in the season, they can develop into being a good player at that range. But usually those guys are, are if you're drafting an offensive lineman, you expect expect him to actually play. He needs to be picked in the first or second round. Um, and so the fact that they did not address one of those positions early, I think that's a mistake. Um, Unless you have Dante Skarnick, yeah. Let, let, let's level set just a little bit here. The, the Steelers started the season 11-0. Then they went 1-4 and down the stretch to finish off 12 and four Vegas has them at nine wins. Is that the number that you guys also saw? I'm seeing eight and a half. Okay. But, um, so I, I saw it nine, you have eight and a half. Obviously that's, that's a better get there. Um, I actually do have them finishing third in this division, but I have them over the nine, eight and a half win total. Um, Warren Sharp has them as the hardest schedule in the NFL. That's part of the reason why I have them finishing third. Uh, and their extra game is the Seahawks, who we think is good, although Marcus doesn't. Um, but the, either way, it's a tough game. Um, so those are some things to think about in terms of when you're picking when you're picking this team. Uh, Derek, what do you, where do you have them finishing over under eight and a half slash nine wins? I have them right at like eight. I, I think okay. if I had, so you're to, taking that's, that's, a, that's a losing season. So you think Tomlin will have his first losing season ever? I do. And I think wow. he's flirted with enough times. And I think, and I don't necessarily think it's, it's, it's as much to do with him as I think it is uh, the rest of the teams rising around him. I think the Ravens get back on track and have a winning season. And I think the Browns, I, I I'm going to buy on them this year. I think that we'll get to that later, but I, I think I, I got them at eight wins. I think they, they finish up uh, Would that be eight and nine. I think we, this first losing season. Maybe eight, eight, and one. Maybe yeah, eight, eight, and the one. Steelers, the Steelers are one of those teams that get a tie, right? Uh, eight, they, they, they do tie find, more. They seem to find a tie somewhere. Um, but, I mean, one thing that they do have, so, and I don't know where this impacts them, they they brought in Matt Canada to be the offensive coordinator. Now, you guys didn't like, what's his name, Finkner? Yeah, Schwinkter. Uh, their, yeah. their, their, previ- their previous offense coordinator. Matt Cannon is a guy that's going to run a lot of motion offense. Uh, so he does expect Big Ben to be under center instead of in shotgun, which is where Thank he's most comfortable. Um, so, I mean, how do you think that that impacts the offense from a Steelers fan? Like, do you think that Matt Canada is really the solution that's going to solve the offensive issues that you've had in the past? Yes, for two main reasons. Um 
the offense became so predictable out of the shotgun. The Steelers ran the least amount of play action in the league last year. There's just going to be so much misdirection, the uh, threat of play action, an actual capable running back. For all those reasons, that helps that offense. That helps all this motion, all the unpredictability helps cover up some of the offensive line issues. Um, Again, you can scheme a lot of they're moving to a zone running scheme. Um, which is different than what they ran last year. So again, I think they've addressed every area of concern that they had last year. Now it has to work, right? Like you said, the draft picks have to have to perform. The offensive coordinator has to improve and the, and you know, the backfield has to be better. Uh, All those things have to be true, but you know, they're not rolling out the same team as they did last year. They're not rolling out the same team that went one and four down the stretch same shoe. They're not rolling out the same team that started 11 and 0, but I think the Steelers are a better team than they were last year, a team that won the division. Um, so again, I, 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 so, so let's, let's hear you say it. How many wins and where do they finish in the division? Yeah, I think, I think they go 10 and seven. Um, I think they tie with the Browns and also go 10 and seven, but I think, um, head to head, um, they, they win by a tiebreaker with the Browns. Um, so a little bit of a cop out answer. Um, to finish so winning you, the division. So you think that they win the division? I do. Yeah. Okay. All right. You um, think a tiebreaker at ten and seven wins the AFC North? And they call I, again. I think I, I. I think the the division's going to beat up on themselves outside of the, the Baker's going to have a few Baker games, um, and I think I, I think it's just an absolute grind. I think the Ravens win nine, the Steelers and Browns both win ten, and the the. Uh, the Bengals win four. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, they, they call me the homer, but I guess not. I guess uh, we, we know who the real homer is here. Um, let's skew to fantasy here. Uh, Roblesberger is at QB 20. Um, is he somebody that you are going to be drafting in any league? Uh, I think 20 is actually is, is great. Um, I mean, that's that's. That's QB two, which is exactly where he should be. I think when he has favorable matchups, I think I think he's a guy that could be kind of a plug and play, not your every week starter. Um, but I think twenty is uh, is is low for him. I, he's a yeah, little bit higher on my board. If you're take well, th- that's where Fantasy Pros has him at quarterback twenty. If you're taking a quarterback uh, in like you've already got a starter, yeah. aren't you going to take an upside play? I mean, I don't under in the dynasty league, but not. No, 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 no. I'm talking in any league. I would take an upside play. We saw what Justin Herbert did last year. If I have a chance at Ben Roethlisberger or Justin Fields, taking Fields all day, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, any of those guys, because any of them could pop. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, he's not going to give us a better performance than what he gave us last year. We know exactly what he is. I would disagree with that. He he will come out and say he wasn't 100 percent healthy. Um, so, and again, with the lack of a run game, I think a run game is only going to help his performance. Think, yeah, but the volume's not going to be there. He was throwing the ball almost every play. The volume that in terms of fantasy, that's what you want is volume, right? So if they're going to yeah. be running the ball more, that is not beneficial to him. Yeah. On, on a fantasy point, that's, that's, that's good. Um, that's a, that's a very valid point. Thoughts, Derek on Ben, Ro- on Ben Roethlisberger, the fantasy quarterback. I, I, I'm the same way. I think he's a known quantity. We know what he is. There's no value to be had there. There's no upside. I would rather swing for the fence for my QB two because he's not your QB one. Okay. No, he's definitely um, not QB one. Now we talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, but I don't think it was on this pod. Uh, 
our boy Harris. I know, uh, unfortunately, Marcus is not here to talk about him. Uh, Fantasy Pros has him at running back 15, but he's still like a, uh, I think it's a back-end second, early third-round pick. Um, what do you guys think about that? Is it too high, too low? Um, and, you know, where are you taking him there? Uh, again, I think third round is insane. Um, I have him right around Mixon. Probably. I mean, if I if I had to pick between Mixon or Harris, I'm probably taking Harris. Um, so, again, I think he falls in that mid-teen range. Again, anywhere from 13 to 18 probably is is, is where I have him. Um, o- overall, not not running back. Overall, I have him there. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, so I, I, think, I agree. I think there's great think, value I think, there. I think RB15, you know, you're looking at a mid-second round pick maybe towards the back end of the second round, most likely. Uh, it's just possible that he could fall into the third. Depends on, you know, whatever, what other crazy things happen in your league. Something Look at the amount of passes he caught at Alabama. I mean, again, he, he, yeah. he's definitely a pass catcher. He's a three-down back. I mean, you just talked about Mixon having absolutely no competition. Harris is going to have absolutely no competition. Mm, I'm in not that sure backfield. that I'd buy that. I think they Benny still, Snow will take yeah. carries from him in the middle of the field. I think Jalen Samuels will take some receptions from him. But he's not a guy where I look, and, and the biggest thing I worry about in that like that second, third tier of running back is is somebody going to vulture touchdowns from them. I don't think anybody vultures touchdowns from from Najee, so I, I like him there. That's why I, I I agree. If he's available at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen overall, I, I, I probably take him. You taking him or Mixon? If both I are, take, both are there. I take Mixon just because I trust that O line a hair oh more. Oh my god. That blows my mind. <laughs> I do. You're talking about like people who are backups to this already shitty offensive line. Oh, don't worry, they're going to be the starter. Like they were bad. They had a battle line last year, and they didn't really. And they got it. rid of everyone. They got rid of everyone. They didn't. They're, but they're, but, they're it, but it's cool. not like they replaced them with better players. Yeah. It's not. It's not like they went out and traded for somebody, or they signed a big free agent splash, or they went and took a, a, a you know a stud in the first or second round. They just replaced them with guys. Yeah. So you can't tell me, I mean, we, we talked about this before, like offensive line is a unit. You're going to tell me you're going to bring together five ragtag no names and say, yeah, this is our, this is our group. Zach Banner is probably the biggest name there. Especially trash. Especially <laughs> trying to incorporate all these guys into a brand new system. Um, I don't think that helps at all either. And, it, um, and it's got a brand new <laughs> running back behind them. Like the, the, there's a lot of things that I do worry about with them. Eric Ebron's not much of a blocker. Um, protection's going to be tough for them. Yeah. Um, all right. How about the wide receivers? So I saw Deontay at wide receiver 20, Juju at 26, and Claypool at wide receiver 29. Um, that's that's kind of where I have them all, right? Like they're all a number two wide receiver, basically. Um, Claypool has a Which little is bit accurate. more upside. They are, they are all number two receivers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all, I'm, I'm, all, all four of them are number two, maybe three receivers. Are you, you're including uh, James Washington in that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's he's um, a, a low two, high three. Ben loves Deontay Johnson. So if you want to want anyone who kind of has, uh, you know, a connection with Ben, Deontay is the way to go. Um, I think Chase Claypool by far is the best talent out of all three of them. Um, he has the most upside. I think, I think Deontay Johnson is the best talent, but I think his his – He's, he's Mr. Glass. Like So so if I'm taking a, a wide receiver in a best ball league, I want Chase Claypool because Chase Claypool, to me, I think is a guy who can go off. Like we saw yeah. 
Four um, touchdowns. He, yeah, he, I mean, he, he he he's one of those guys. He had three touchdowns in one game. You know, one of them was rushing, et cetera, like that. So they use him in the running game a little bit on some sweeps and stuff like that. Um, and then Canada. He also, he's also going to catch some bombs, right? Like, he's been a guy who they target down the field because he can fly. Uh, he's, yep. what, Mapletron is his nickname uh, because of the Megatron-like stat statistics that he can put up in terms of his pro. Did you see the catch he did in the he, on um, last Thursday night? I mean, yeah, full, full extension was a horrible throw by mediocre Mason Rudolph. Um, and, and he just made an absolute highlight yeah. real catch. Uh, you're, he's you're, a phenomenal athlete. Uh, if you can get him at wide receiver 29, I mean. Steal. So, so question for you guys. Who's going around him is, is the real thing. And it's like, do are those more, are you looking for safety there? Or are you looking for upside? If you're looking for upside, I think he's a good play. So I have a question for you guys, and I'm going to project these numbers out over 17 weeks versus 16. If I tell you right now, today, that you can have a receiver with 100, 104 receptions, 900 yards, and 10 touchdowns, you take that all day. Yes. So why does Juju get such a bad rap? TikTok. <clears throat> no. I, mean, uh, I, I, th- I think Juju is a great buy low candidate this year because for whatever reason his name soured for a lot of people people think there's distractions off the field there's issues with him he was very productive last year so one of the i i own juju um one of the things that happened with him is he was most productive in games where deontay johnson either wasn't playing or got or got like benched um and there was times where it was like he was doing nothing all half you look at your numbers, you're watching, you know, the scoreboard. It's like Juju doesn't even have a reception. And then all of a sudden they're trailing in the game. And it's like, okay, now they start feeding Juju to the ball and they give him like seven or eight catches. Great. You know, at the end of the day, the numbers are there. Um, it's just, I think he was, he was being drafted as like a second or third round pick last year. And there's no way that he deserves to be at that spot anymore. No, but I think that, I think the pendulum swung a little too far the other way is what it, I'm saying. It's very possible, but I mean, wide receiver 26, that's, you know, uh, a, a wide receiver, a, a high end wide receiver three in most leagues. I mean, is, is that way off for you? No, I, I think that's that's pretty on. But I think when you look at ADP, especially late in there, you know, there's there's some outliers that swing that either way. Just be really aware of your specific league and, and how people value him. And if that's somewhere where you can get value, fucking jump on it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go back to what I brought up with, with the Cincinnati wide receivers and what I did with the I, I think one of these wide receivers get left in the dust. And I think it's Juju. I think it's Deontay just in the fact that I don't think he stays healthy. But I'm, it, there's history there that that holds that up for sure. Yeah, he also has to fix those drops. The drops. Yeah, issues. the drops are bad. Um, I mean, that's a tradition in in Pittsburgh at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, Randy Finkner didn't do anything about it. Matt Canada might not be as nice about a wide receiver dropping passes. So uh, we don't we don't know what the coaching staff is going to do in regards to that. So okay, just real quick. Um, so I'm saying ten wins. How many wins are you saying, Newman? I'm at nine. So you're over, and Derek, you're under at eight wins. Eight wins. Okay. Got it. So, so that means you guys must have both the Browns and the Ravens at double digit wins. Um, that, would, that would be correct. Mm-hmm. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's go to the Ravens. Yeah. <clears throat> so Ravens, you want to talk about teams that don't have number one wide receivers. They don't uh, have number two <laughs> wide receivers. I honestly, like I was looking at that earlier and I was getting ready. To, I, I was going to make that point. Like, I don't think they have a number two receiver. Maybe, the worst maybe, wide receiving crew in the entire Maybe game. Hollywood Brown, but I, I think if you're a good football team, Hollywood Brown, Hollywood's your, your third number receiver. Number three slot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go hit, you try to hit home runs out of the slot down the seam. Like That's yeah, how he should be best ball guy. He's probably their number one on the depth chart. 
like Sammy Watkins, you know, I talk about Mr. Glass, like Sammy Watkins was the last time he was completely healthy for a season. So supposedly he's had a good camp. Um, say I'm not worried about him that. having good camps. I, I know. I'm worried I'm about him saying, playing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Is it going to be healthy week eight? So you, you have a double digit. You guys both have double digit wins when they have the worst wide receiver room. They have a quarterback that probably, you know, while he's dynamic on his feet, he can't throw. And they have probably their worst backfield that they've had in the past decade. But this is somehow a double digit win team. Yeah, because when you when you look across their front five, Ronnie Staley's one of the best left tackles in the NFL. Ben Powers is solid. Nothing to write home about, but he's solid. Bozeman's very good. Zietler is one of the best guards in the league. And all these fucking trash, but like, there's five guys who are probably that bad on Pittsburgh. Yeah, like that's a so, really good offensive line. I like their tight end depth. I think they have two tight ends better than anything that Pittsburgh has. Uh, and Lamar is a fucking weapon. Yeah. He's such that a weapon. Throw. He's, They're going to win regular season games. They're going to. They, they, yeah. This is a team that can run off regular season games. I think their def- defensive depth is, is great. They have LJ Fort and Justin Houston as backup uh, linebackers, so they have the depth. Jimmy Smith is their third, uh, their their third corner. They have Jordan yeah, Richards. Great, they got great up corners. Um, like they're, they, they're they're solid, man. They have an there's, aging there's nothing... defensive line. They have fair. A, That's hundred percent fair. A decent. I mean, like their safeties are bad. Um, there's just a lot of holes on this. Team. I don't know that I would say their safeties are. Bad. I, I I like um, Deshaun Elliott and Chuck Clark. Yeah. So so he, they're not the Ravens. They're, they're not the normal Ravens. Like they're not the the Pro Bowl All Pro safeties that they normally have. And you know we we talk about teams in this in, in the in the other way where they're not as good as the sum. You know their individual parts are better than the sum. The Ravens are always the opposite. I, I it, sadly it, agree with that. It doesn't matter necessarily what the names are. You know, as a unit, that's going to be a good unit. And they, yeah. ju- they just are. They're they're a well coached football team usually. The, the, um, the I mean, defensive side year, of the ball is not where I have an issue. It's no, and I, and I think they score enough points. Last year they went eleven and five. Um, Vegas has them. I see it at eleven wins. Uh, did you see that? Is, what what number do you have? Hold on one Please, second. Yeah, it's eleven wins. Yeah, so Push. I have I have their over under at eleven <laughs> wins. Um, I'm actually taking the under. I have them winning ten games. Um, Sharp Football has them as the twelfth hardest schedule. Their extra game is the Rams, which I think loss. is probably a loss. Um, but. I mean, yeah, to me, the biggest question marks are, you know, one, I think that offensive line is getting a little bit worse. Uh, Lamar's still a question mark in terms of his ability to throw the ball outside the hashes. And then are Watkins and Rashad Bateman actual upgrades at wide receiver? Because theoretically, they're supposed to be. That's why they brought him in, right? But we don't know that they're actually going to be. Um, Rashad Bateman was really good at Minnesota. like So, I mean, there's possibility that that we're sleeping on him a little bit. Um, but it's really a, can you trust Lamar question? The end of the day, the reason why I still have this team winning 10 games is because I know what Lamar can do with his legs. So here's defense is still really good. We, we, we did, we did a pot about it recently and you guys haven't brought it up. He's going to miss COVID games. He's going to miss one or two games. So I think with, with, if he plays 17 games, yeah, I'll have him at 10 or 11, but I don't think he plays 17 games. I think he plays 15 games. And they're not going to win games without Lamar Jackson on offense. How do they score points without Lamar Jackson? So that's why I have him. I have him at nine wins there um, because again, I think that two that two game swing is because of both the COVID the COVID issue. I think that's a huge dynamic that you guys haven't brought up yet. So one thing I think in in rebuttal to that, 
now I don't, I'm not saying they're going to win a bunch of these games, but I think that even without Lamar, this team can still be fairly competitive because what they, what their coaching staff does is they are, they're pretty adaptable, right? They're the ones who put together, they went from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson mid season and cultivated an offense in which they could actually be successful at. Right. And then they really, they really leaned into it his second year um, and, and, and worked with the players that they have around them. Uh, when we saw Lamar Jackson get hurt last year, the backup quarterback was freaking leading them all the way up the field, like it, it, in the two minute drill. Like he can sling it a little bit. So they have some guys on that roster, and I think the coaching staff Are is you, good uh... enough to where they're going to put them in a position where they're still able to succeed. And that defense and the rest of the running game is still going to keep them in most games. That's why I have them winning ten. Brandon, are you are you not a Trace McSorley guy? <laughs> no, I didn't trace. Uh, is only marginally better than uh, his his predecessor Clifford uh, Sean Clifford there. So no, um, again, I, I, Mark Andrews can't throw to himself. He's the only offensive weapon. J.K. Dobbins isn't very good. I, that's not true. Gus I, Edwards. I Gus true. Edwards is okay. Like he should be the starter. Like I, I don't think J.K. Dobbins holds on to that position. I, I don't think he's any good. And we talked about them having the worst wide receiver room in in football so yeah but i don't know what you like still extremely explosive okay if you get the ball in his hands he's gone like he all the the question is him catching the ball we saw him drop some passes and and just not be completely engaged last year i don't know maybe it had an effect on that um and he could and he could bounce back a little bit this year he did have a really good rookie season so this is a guy that 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 is very talented if they can find a way to get the ball in his hands that there's there's cause for explosion and sammy Watkins, say say what you will about him he's still physically dominant when he's healthy, he can be an outstanding receiver. Um, and then, I, like I said, I like Rashad Bateman. I think he's a good player. I think you're right. So, I like. Ba- I think Bateman has. He's the only thing on this this team that has the upside to be a number one receiver. Maybe he's more of a one A. He's not going to be a full number one. He's, he's a got third rookie with a quarterback. That's inaccurate. There's potential there, man. And and I. I there, there's Here, ways to the create, thing, Brandon. And we're talking about regular season games so much that you refuse to acknowledge that there's upside in these players. And, 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 we're, that's and, the, and we're talking about right. There's a reason why some teams are, are more successful during the regular season because they're hard to prepare for. Yeah. Baltimore does something different than every other team in the league. They're hard to prepare for. So on a short week, you know, you, if you catch them on a Thursday, you're in trouble. You know, they know what they're going to do, they're, and they, they do it well. And another thing, I I don't get enough opportunity to talk about you know this position, so I'm going to bring it up when I can. Patrick Ricard is a fucking stud, and people don't <laughs> realize, <laughs> and people don't realize this. How do you know how big Patrick Ricard is? Yeah, he's a big boy. He's, he's 304 like, pounds. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's a guard. They have a guard in the backfield. Yeah, but and also I, I I misspoke. I said Mark Andrews is the best offensive player. It's definitely Justin Tucker who's who's the best offensive he's, player. There, there's no yeah. doubting that Justin Tucker's a weapon. Like he, he does, mean, he he's, he's a he's a, he he's a game changer. Yeah. He's literally a game changer, especially in a team that might stall out in the red zone. I mean, I I yeah. think I like him at ten wins. I'm factoring in COVID. Vegas isn't fucking stupid. They're factoring in COVID too. Uh, I like him at ten wins. I think if they're fully healthy, you can guarantee me that. that they, that Lamar misses no time and they stay mostly healthy. I think they get to twelve, but I'll, I'll put ten. I'll take the under. But this is a this is a good football team. Yeah, sure. So what, you got, they're well we coached. Got, I hate Harbaugh, but they're well coached. We he's a douche, but he's a good coach. <laughs> we all have him on the under then. All have, under. Yeah, I'll take my Fuck ten. The rat birds. How many wins do you have, Matt Brandon? Because me, me and Dave both said ten. Okay, so I have nine. Nine wins. Yeah, I, th- I think it goes um, 10, 10, 9. Again, I think they're going to beat up on each other, and they're all very even. 
Um, um, so let's touch on the fantasy aspect of it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, quarterback four, uh, 50th no. overall. Um, no. Quarterback four? That's with, fucking with the COVID issues. With the COVID issues, that, yeah. to me, I don't think you can pay that price. I don't um, think you can either. Um, I mean, I love his upside. Obviously, rushing yards are, are worth more. They convert better. Um, Back end QB one and a ten to twelve. I mean, to me, he's anywhere eight to eight, eight to twelve. I think is probably where I would with, have with him co- with COVID. I, I don't think I would take him anywhere earlier than eight. Yeah, he's a great best ball play. He's a great yeah. best ball play. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, with COVID, with with his inaccuracies, with so much tape on him, again, he's a QB one. I'm not debating that, but again, I can easily do half a dozen, if not All more, right. quarterbacks. Do we, uh, do we do we want to talk about the the division winner now? Well, no, hold on. I'm not oh, quite sorry. finished here. Let's talk about some other fantasy aspects about Baltimore. Um, do you have a running back that you want to own in this backfield? No, because you have no idea who's going to get the lion's share here. Which, I think Gus you, Edwards ends up getting price for Dobbins. I don't. I don't, I, I don't know what his price is right now. To be honest with you, uh, I don't have that one on. on so usually, the way I work on my fantasy board is I just straight out eliminate people, people that I want no part of. Uh, if they're running back in New England. If they are, you know, in a, wide, a really crowded wide receiver room, there's people that I'll straight out just eliminate. Then from there, it's just trying to figure out value as they come to me. But I, I usually just deal off of like names that aren't crossed out. So sure. if it gets to a spot where Dobbins makes sense, I'd take him. Six Fantasy gone, Pros gone. has him as the 16th best running back. So again, right there around um, Najee and and well, Mixon's way higher. Um, and then a overall rank of 71. No. Um, 26 overall rank of 26 RB rank 16. So no, I don't take him there. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think the touchdowns are there. Yeah. I, I think they get down the red zone. I think Mark Andrews gets a lion's share. If play, if touchdown long touchdowns are happening, it's going to be Lamar or Hollywood. Like I just, I don't think the touchdowns are there for Dobbins. Okay. But yeah. Uh, n- next question. Um, unless you have more to add there, Brandon. Nope. Okay. Uh, Mark Andrews sitting at around tight end four or five. Um, is that a there, good price for him? There's a connection there. Like if, if I want to give Lamar any kind of upside, he loves throwing the seam to Andrews. Um, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the confidence of his catch radius, but he seems to be more accurate throwing to Andrews. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked, I liked Andrews coming out of college at Oklahoma. I was surprised that they took Hayden Hurst over him. Uh, Cause if I was going to take a tight end in that draft, I was going to take Andrews. Um, so, I mean, to me, the way it's played out, it, it, it seems to fit. Um, at tight end four or five, I think the thing about Andrews is that you can kind of count on his production. He's very safe to me, um, as opposed to some of the other tight end options that you have later on in the draft are, are, are pretty risky. And you know that Andrews is going to get plenty of work, plenty of touchdowns. So I really do like him at that 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 four or five spot right around where he's going. Um, I do kind of if I'm in the middle of the round and I see that he's coming up, I may I may take a flyer and reach a little bit for him slightly. Um, but uh, somebody's going to need to catch passes um, yeah. and, and Mark Andrews is going to be the guy and not to share yeah. too much, but like, you know, of my strategy, but there, I, I value different types of players at different positions, you know, in, in a different order. Uh, I, I tend to prefer guys who have consistent, predictable um, output. Like you look side by side, like at the end of the season, are Juju Smith, Schuster and T Y Hilton going to score around the same points? Probably, but they're going to do it in very different ways. T.Y. is going to have zero week some weeks and have 30 some weeks. Juju's probably going to have about 14 every week. Like, yeah. I prefer 14 every week. 
Sure. I think Andrews. Is and I think Mark Andrews is that. I think he's, he's 16 he's every week. Guy. Yeah. I think Marquise Brown is that boomer bust guy that you just talked about. I mean, I, and I, I generally shy away from those guys. He's he's going to win you weeks. Like Marquise Brown is probably going to have a 40 point week. He's also going to have multiple low single digits. He's going to have yeah. threes, sixes. Ugh. And the problem with those boomer bust guys, guys. <laughs> yeah, the problem with the boomer bust guys is do you have them in your lineup on the weeks that they boom? That's do they have them question. in the lineup? And do do they not like do you get lucky and they line up? Yeah. Do they do they you know boom in opposite weeks or do you blow one team out by 80 one week and you lose by five the next week? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, I no Mark Andrews is the only guy I'm drafting here. And but um, I think it's worth taking a flyer later on uh Watkins or Bateman. Um in, where's in, Bateman in going? Draft. Where's Rashad Bateman going? You've got, you've got the fantasy pros pulled up there. I think he's going pretty I'm late. Sorry, like He's he's one of the later first rounders, I think, of that group. Uh, I think he's going after you know the Elijah Moore's, Rondell, Rondale Moore's, etc. So yeah, his draft rank's one fifty four so overall. So yeah, I mean oh, okay. he's he's super late. So um, yeah, there's so, I mean, there's upside getting, there taking him, him. I don't know, maybe twelfth round or something like that. Um, especially maybe right. this maybe this little injury knocks him down a little bit further and creates even more value for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, especially if, if, the guy that I would any dynasty or keeper format. Because there's yeah. a lot of room for him to to become the guy. Yeah. Because somebody Cause needs to. There, there's not a guy there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then just, I mean, we don't touch on it much, but this is definitely a defense that you needs to be owned in a 12-team league if you have defenses. For sure. Because um, their defense yeah. is still really good. But if you have now, defenses, start talking to your commissioner about getting rid of them. Now we can move on to the Browns. Perfect. The division-winning Cleveland Browns. So the Browns went 11-5 and five last year. Uh, they did not win the division, but they did, in fact, beat the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in a playoff game. Um, Vegas has them. I see the number at 10. Is that what you have? Ten and a half. There's okay, some so juice 10, there. 10 and a half. Um, I have them cl- clearing that. I have them at 13 wins. Oh, um, my God. I do, too. They went 11 and 5 last year. I think they p- t- pick up the benefit of the extra game, and I think they are a team trending up. I give them two more wins. Per Warren Sharp, they have the second easiest schedule, um, and their extra game is the Cardinals, which is very winnable for them. Um, to me, this is the best roster in football. Uh, I think they have the best roster in, in the entire game. Um, you know, the Bucks roster is probably right there up there close with them, but uh, I would take this roster as it is. Um, it all rides on Baker and whether or not he's going to be a good player or bad player this year or what we get from him. Um, to me, I think that people are kind of down on Baker a little bit too much. Uh, this is going to be, he's going to have a second, you know, second season with Stefanski as his head coach. Um, and he's not going to be asked to do too much. This team is going to run the ball very effectively. They have a great offensive line. They have two great running backs in uh, Chubb and, um, and Hunt. So plenty of play action options for him. And then he should have a healthy OBJ back again this year. So, I mean, and then this defense could be absolutely dominant. If you if we can actually get a great season out of Clowney, imagine Clowney and Garrett. Garrett might be defensive player of the year this year. Um, that, Their that, linebackers that, leave something to be desired, and I'm not I as high on their so, secondary. Man. I think I think their linebackers are just fine, and I love their secondary. I love what they did in, in terms of uh, going out and getting uh, Johnson and going out and getting um, Troy Hill. Oh, John uh, Johnson's to help, incredible. To, to but that secondary. And then they have some good players behind them, like guys that they've invested in in terms of draft picks and stuff. So to me, 
I love this roster, and I have the Browns. So, they might be the one seed in, in the AFC once who, all said and done. What linebacker do you like? I, I mean, mean I, well, Taki-Taki's okay. Yeah, Phillips is Taki's, okay. Taki-Taki is, is beloved in Cleveland. I, I like the guy. I think he's I think he's, he's got okay. plenty of upside he's, left still. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Denzel Ward is, is, is kind of the only – him and John Johnson, but I, I, Greg Newsom's a rookie. Greedy Williams is a bigger name than he is actually good. Um, Ronnie Harris is healthy. He's good. Um, Anthony Walker's actually pretty solid. And then they got maybe – Matt Wilson is a very solid linebacker. And then you've got potential stud, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who I love coming out of Notre Dame. I mean, I, what's not to like about that guy? Yeah, no, I, here, I think I have, they have the best front four in, in the league, um, but I still think it's the third best defense in the division. I like the Steelers and the Ravens defense better than the, than the Browns. Dude, I think you're absolutely I can point high. To a clear weak, I can point to a clear weakness on the Steelers. It's their corners, right? I can point to a clear weakness on the Ravens, um, you know, where, where you say their safeties are a little bit of a, of a question mark, right? Um, their, their defensive line's a little bit on the older side. What's the weakness in in uh, Cleveland's line, the linebackers. Cause honestly, let's, I'm, if I'm just being completely honest, that's the least important of, of, you know, the groups that you have there. Yeah. I mean, you get, you, if you're going to, you're going to talk about corners, you're relying on a rookie and greedy Williams with the wide greedy receivers. Williams we just mentioned a he's a third year player. No, dude. I, I was talking about Greg Newsom and greedy Williams. Like that's, that's your other corner um, opposite Denzel Ward. Um, John- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, John Johnson's a stud. He's probably a top five, and top Troy, seven and safety. Troy Hill is your nickel, and he had what, like, ten interceptions last year. Yeah, he, he's he's probably top three nickel in the entire league. Um, and then, I mean, the, the, what's the biggest thing that covers up a bad secondary, or, or not a bad? They're a good secondary, but what makes the secondary better? They have Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, Andrew Billings is a stud. Zacharis um, McKinley, like the the, yeah. the depth on this team. Yeah. Malcolm Mac, Smith is a back Malcolm is a backup Smith linebacker. Backup. Mac Wilson is is listed as a backup on this on this depth chart that I'm looking at. Like, yeah. And then and then we jump back over to you know the offensive side of the ball. Cream Hunt is a backup running back on this team. Yeah. Donovan Peoples Jones is a four string tight wide receiver on this team. David Njaku might be their third string tight end. This team has outrageous depth. And then J.C. Treader, Joe Batonio, Wyatt Teller. Like we talk at Jack Conklin, like this is a great offensive line on top of it. You can shine a turd, but at the end of the day, a turd's still a turd. And that's what you got with Baker Mayfield. Um, I mean, where, where is, where is your quarterback? Baker Mayfield ring? doesn't have to be anything special for this team to win 13 games. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's so just the way it is. What, I mean, this is, so this is probably the best roster in the league. So what'd you say? You had him, uh, the line that you saw has him at 11 wins and you have him at. So I'm taking the under with 10 wins at 10. So you're taking the under me and Derek are on the over. I don't like this, Derek. We're agreeing too much on everything. Too much. Um, but I have my 13 and four. <laughs> so yeah, I love so fantasy pros. I am as a 28th best quarterback, which I think is accurate. I think he's a 28th best quarterback. <clears throat> you know, we, um, we like to shit on Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins moves over to Cleveland, they're still a playoff team. I mean, I. Who's the best? Who's the best? Who's the worst uh, quarterback, starting quarterback in the league this year? Um, um, whoever starts in New Orleans, Texans? probably. Whoever starts for the Texans, <laughs> like yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Indianapolis is quarterback. Team. They're probably a playoff team with Tyrod Taylor. I mean, New England's starting quarterback, whoever that might be. Baker Mayfield is so bad. Again, I'm probably. 
10 is probably a little low, but I think 13 is high. I think it's honestly going to be somewhere in the middle there. Second easiest schedule per Warren Sharp. That's that's the kicker for me. Um, and then, so, I mean, let's move on to some of the fantasy stuff. Give uh, me their entire team for fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nick Chubb at 16 overall is what I saw running back 10. Solo. I think he's higher than that. Give me running back five. Exactly. Running back yeah. five for me. Do you worry? Um, do you worry about Cream Hunt now that he, you know, the stigma of him has kind of faded? Uh, do you think he's going to take some touches? He got plenty of touches last year, and it still didn't affect him. Okay. Like I, I, I'm all I, like Chubb to me is the reason why I have him at running back five is he is absolutely you. You said you liked it. Safe production. He is safe yeah. production from that running back spot. This is a team that wants to run the football. They have a great offensive line. They're going to run the football a lot. So many Chubb red zone touchdowns. It's going to be so many. So much work. It, yeah. Yes. To me, this is this is a super high floor player. Um, I like him as you know running back five. The only the only running backs I have ahead of him are um, you know the uh, McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's I'm it. with you. That's it. I mean, Zeke fucking ahead of him. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, not a chance. Yeah, I mean, Barkley could be, but again, with the injury history, it's just too risky. I mean, you you yeah. hit you, you hit the nail on the head there with just the the high ceiling or the high floor there mm-hmm. um, with with Chubb. Absolutely, yeah. I, I can't take any other guys ahead of him. So, are you so, guys willing to be fooled by David Njoku this year? No, not no. a chance. I'm not. Touching Do you think he gets traded? I'm not touching any of their tight ends. Yeah, um, he probably does get traded at some point. I would think uh, probably t- uh, to New England because now Hunter Henry's hurt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they love their tight ends there in New England, or, or, or some other team that loves tight ends. Trying to I learn get, to love tight ends again. I mean, uh, the 49ers would probably be a decent fit too if you you could have Njoku and George Kittle on that same team, uh, sure. the way Shanahan likes to do with some of his offense. But yeah, I could totally see them moving Njoku at some some point. Um, to try to shore up a, a need or whatever. Um, if not, then they'll just keep him. And, you know, that's great depth, as we said. Um, what about Mayfield? Uh, I saw a fantasy pros has him at quarterback 17. Is that uh, no, I just looked, I just looked it up. He's quarterback 28 on fantasy pros. I'm literally looking like looking at him at QB rank. I look at then? Um, overall 131 um, ADP 121 ADP doesn't really matter right now. Cause it's way too early. Um, but yeah, draft rank 131, quarterback rank 28, ADP 121. Well, I love that. I love that upside. Um, he's a, that's a guy that I, I mean, I have different strategies of quarterbacks. Sometimes I take them late and then I take another one pretty soon after. So I kind of have like two guys and I try to play the hot hand. Um, the only thing I worry about with Baker is, is touchdown production. If, if, you know, if it's slow and methodical and not a lot of home runs, are they going to just, you know, let Chubb finish off the drive? I think he's still going to – I think there is a little bit of an upside for him. Like I mentioned, second year in the offense, they're going to try to do some um, some play action and stuff like that. But realistically, this is a guy who's like – if I'm grabbing him, I had grabbed a back-end top 12 quarterback, and I'm trying to pair him with him. That way I can maybe play matchups, et cetera, as I want um, most likely. So, so here's another thing that I think sometimes his – you know, when you look at where he ranks – 
he's going to have, he does it. He's had it in his few seasons. He'll have a five, six, seven touchdown game, which will totally, you know, even out his zero, 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 two touchdown games. Um, Baker is kind of your Hollywood Brown of quarterbacks um, because he's, he's good for probably a handful amazing games and then a dozen horrible games, not horrible, but unrosterable games. Yeah. I mean, you don't me, want you I, don't want Baker isn't a rosterable quarterback. I don't think I don't think Baker gets shut out this year. I think I think he has a, a averages at least a touchdown in each game. Um, well, yeah, because he's going to throw six in one game. Well, no, I mean like I, I think he's probably going to get a touchdown each game somehow. Um, maybe maybe one week he gets shut out. Um, so I think he's a pretty safe floor guy, um, and I think that there is some upside there, especially with you know Odell Beckham back. Um, I mean, and let's move on to that. Uh, Fancy Pros has him at wide receiver 27. Um, and then they have Jarvis Landry at wide receiver 38. Uh, I love Jarvis Landry at 38 because he's a volume monster. He's going to catch tons of passes. He's not going to score a lot of touchdowns, though. That is that is part of an issue. Where did you have OBJ at? Wide receiver 27. I don't know why we're off. I'm, I'm 29, so it doesn't Are you looking as... at PPR? Um, I'm not quite sure. I'm on Fantasy Pros, so. I, I but it doesn't matter. 29, 27, it doesn't matter. Um, pretty pretty same there. I just think there's so many questions with how he's going to figure in with that. Um, it, it just scares me a little bit. Um, you know, when you're drafting, you know, in round three through five, which is probably where he'll go, maybe three through six um, is probably the rounds he'll go. He just scares me there. I'm with you. I mean, I love Jarvis Landry, um, you know. Derek, I forget who the player, but you just mentioned he's like a safe player. Jarvis Landry is such a safe player. Like if he's on your roster, you know exactly what you're getting, especially because I traded Derek Jarvis Landry last year. So Derek, any thoughts on the wide receiver core for Cleveland? Not really. No, Uh, that's a room. I mean, the, the value Beckham, I don't think is necessarily great just because he is so boomer bust. Um, you know, injuries have been an issue. Uh, ACL is never good to come off of. And, and so much like Odell's one of those guys that's like really like he's made some really flashy plays in his career. And I think that ticks his value or perception up a little bit um, over kind of the week to week. And, and, you know, he had a really good connection with Eli Manning. Uh, I don't see that. Like, I think Jarvis has that connection with, with Baker as far as a wide receiver. I think, you know, third and four, uh, you need to move the chains. I think Jarvis is getting the ball if they don't run it. So I think Beckham's just more of a downfield threat for him. Um, and that, because and then that, that, that worries me. I, downfield threat coming off a leg injury. I, I mean, he's still going to be explosive. Uh, a lot of these guys with the ACL. Yes, there is a ACLs worry me more for running backs than they do for wide receivers. Typically. Sure. Um, because you know there is less less a little bit less strain on that, um, and then also like it, these the way that they are twitchy and stuff like that with that uh, with that ACL and stuff like that. I think that you get a lot of the explosion back. It's more about the recovery and stuff like that. Um, it, it, he also got hurt fairly early in the season. I feel like um, midway through his stuff. So you know th- there's there's plenty of time to recover for him. Um, a lot of these guys work really hard you know, that their body is their, their occupation here. So I, I would not be surprised to see a, a bounce back year out of the Odell Beckham here. Um, and there's, there's a lot of question marks. There's uh you know, squeaky wheel kind of uh, momentum here for Jarvis, in my opinion. And then obviously once again, uh, if we said that the 
you know, the, uh, the, the Ravens defenses in play. If you, if you have defenses, then definitely the Browns as well. Yep. Third best defense in the division, but probably a top 10 defense in fantasy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that we've covered it all here today uh, for the AFC uh, North. The Ravens stink. You guys are dumb. The offense blows. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, just to wrap it, uh, Brandon has the Homer pick Steelers uh, winning the division because, uh, On a tiebreaker against he the is a huge Homer and, and, uh, Derek and I both have the Browns winning with uh, 13 wins. So, um, but unfortunately the Bengals will, I don't know, probably be picking first or second in the draft this coming season, uh, because their schedule is really hard. Unfortunately, bad but, strategy to have a running back as a quarterback Ask the saints and the Ravens anyway. <laughs> so. Cool. All right. Um, so I think uh, probably um, doing AFC South um, next pod. Uh, we also drop a NFL uh, all sport news podcast. Uh, like and subscribe to Sports Memory everywhere you listen to pods. We are at. Also check out our page. Memes is what we do. Um, so uh, go ahead and check those out as well. Derek it's and football season, man. Exactly. Soak it up. All right. Till next time. See ya. Yep.